0: Life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers, waving guns, and fees, fights, candle flights, running with the runs, blacklists, bounce checks, great, a bachelorette, (laughs) drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice
1: keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon.
0: Check, check. Check. And then he broke out his guitar. Yeah, And <laughs> then he broke out his his, his puppet. But I just, <laughs> I just weird to me. Hello. Can you hear
2: me? Ian, sounding good. Yes. All right, testing one, two. Maurice Northrop? Northup Northup N O R T U P, yes, sir. Up.
0: Everybody thinks Maurice is black.
2: Who says I ain't, man? Why you gotta be a hater?
0: Hey, who said we could have had a contest? I know. We right gotta now. guess uh, Maurice's ethnicity. Uh, just, just the no. name, Maurice, I guess. I don't
1: know, every single time we get we're we like, I always at the picture you to know, be. Pictured you to be different. Think, yeah, <laughs> I do. I do voice match, and I did a, a couple times. I've, I've voice voice matched
0: Cat Williams. Oh, okay.
1: And every time I show up, the first time I showed up for the Cats and Dogs, I showed up, and they're like, "The guy goes, um, are you you one, one o'clock?" <laughs> I go, "Yeah, I go, you're. Are you Ian?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm Ian. Um, um,
0: we're expecting are, are Ian you, Edwards. Yeah,
1: are you uh. <laughs> The cat
0: Williams, <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I thought it was something different. Let's do this. <laughs> it was pretty funny. That's funny. Uh, I was gonna ask what uh voice match is, but then you explained it, and now I know what it is, so now, now I'm good. All right. All right, this is great. Thanks for tuning in to the Road Stories podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano, part of All Things Comedy. Um, I have bitched about people showing up late on this podcast. Yeah, so much that my listeners have asked me to stop bitching about people showing up late on this podcast. And what do you guys do? Show up a half hour early. You're my favorite people.
2: All right. Well, well you, you know,
0: know. what what
1: punctuality?
2: It's a. It's an atheist thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't. Right, we don't right. believe in being late. We've never. I've seen no evidence. I'm a non-believer. I've oh, seen no evidence of tardiness. I've heard stories. I've you know, <laughs> secondhand accounts. All right, save the non-preaching for the middle of the podcast. Right, <laughs> right, I guess right?
0: is what you'd call it. Um, hey, thanks for uh, uh, tuning in, guys, and um, real. I got a couple announcements. nails, but you guys can chime in all you want. I don't, I don't care. Um, so my new album comes out May 1st. Thank you all for the pre-sales on iTunes. That's uh, awesome. I, I really appreciate it. I wasn't going to do a pre-sale like that, but apparently it's good for iTunes. I don't know. I'm helping Steve Jobs out somehow. Um, and then, so yesterday it was Record Store Day. Right. So I, re- I, w- I was able to call the distributor and I got a bunch of copies and I released it for one day for Record Store Day ahead of time. Um, so thank you for the uh, for guys who bought that. And the, all those shipments are going to go out this week. And uh, I'll sign whatever. Uh, the album is Thanks. Rusty Cow. It'll be out uh, May 1st uh, on every digital platform and uh, hard copies and Amazon and all that noise. Um, uh, thank you, guys. So much for that. Join us today. Uh, uh, a gentleman I have wanted on the podcast for quite some time. Um, and his friend. I'd yeah. <laughs> The guy I met today Uh, Ian Harris Hi And Maurice Northup Yes sir Right?
2: Thank you for having me
0: Oh no problem Neither of them are black So stop asking Yes I don't know
1: Especially with a name like Ian You don't
0: know that You don't know that (laughs) Yeah yeah Now both of you guys from Santa Cruz or No I'm from Santa Cruz Maurice
2: you're Well I've traveled a lot But uh, I started comedy in Albuquerque, New Mexico
0: Oh Yes The Comedy Cave
2: No laughs Laughs Comedy Cafe Yeah yeah Gary Bynum's room.
0: Yeah. Oh, all right. Didn't Russ Rivas have a room down there? <laughs> oh, yeah. Russ,
2: Russ had the room for a while, that guy. He bought it from Gary <laughs> yeah. Bynum he that day. B- well, oh, he bought it from Bynum. Well, first Russ Ronnie numbers. Baca had it, but then he got killed in a tragic accident. Oh, Lord. Yeah. That, uh, I had the
1: last guy to talk to, Ronnie Baca, on the phone.
2: Are you kidding? Oh, I, don't wow. know, I don't know That's Ronnie cheating. Baca. He was a booker? He, he was the owner of Laughs after Gary after sold after it Gary to Ronnie. He sold it to him. Okay. Ronnie was and killed. He, and he then,
1: died, yeah, uh, coming home from the club. Oh. On his motorcycle. Some drunk driver hit him. And then... Uh, wow, and we're and starting Russ, this
2: podcast off great. This is... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot and then of Russ Rivas you. bought it. And then Russ Rivas, that guy, that character. And then he lost it when
0: the...
2: Uh, he, he lost it when, he, when the, his wife found out his penis was in his dumb manager. In, oh. Uh, and <laughs> the, the, she owned the club and he owned the liquor license, so... There was a parting of company. Oh, okay. Yes. And I thought, that was the end of that club. Yeah. I thought he lost it when the uh, economy hit the shithole, but I, the shit hole, but I yeah. guess. No, no. Well, was well, when we well. something else. The yeah. It wasn't the economy <laughs> hitting no shithole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should uh, tell you guys that this goes up tonight. I'm really uh, oh, burning wonderful. candles at both ends, so I will not be doing any editing. Okay. So okay. Um, We'll be right on just it.
2: Just FYI. <laughs> so <laughs> so okay. no ums. Um... Keep all your
0: racist and homophobic material to yourself. Uh, oh, yeah.
2: No, that's what the internet is all for. Come on.
0: i kidding. Bye. That was the shortest podcast. Cast over
2: but if, if I I'm, I'm not gonna lie, if there's an opportunity to bash a white person, I will do it. Okay, well, terrible, we we can do white bash. Terrible, terrible, terrible people.
0: Right. I worked with Russ Rivas many many years ago, and I'm not bad mouthing him at all. And I was middling for him at uh, Wits End outside. Oh Denver? yeah, yeah, Denver, yeah? Yes. which was for a B club. Was a great club. Yeah. I thought. I yeah, Cooney's thought. room. Uh, so who was it? John, Cooney. John Cooney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It switched. Uh, had a couple different uh, uh, owners, but I remember like first night. He was driving. I didn't have a car. He was driving. He's like, "All right, I'll drive you." What? He's like, "You have a car all weekend. Whenever you want it, if you just drive me back and back from the club after I drink." <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. "All right, deal." <laughs> so I was able to drive to the gym and all that stuff, and just give his drunk ass a ride home every night because apparently he drinks a lot of tequila on stage. Yeah.
1: We, we uh, Russ and we worked his club one time. He uh, he's like, "Hey, we're going out after the club. We're gonna go to the strip club." And uh, we're like, dude, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to go to the strip club. He's like, you're going to the strip club. And we were with the guys. I think it was Zoo Man. He yeah, was oh, it, oh, Chris Clobber. He's yeah. great. Was yeah. he out of San Diego? He might be. Yeah, yeah. 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 Chris Clobber. He, he could do all these noises. But he, I think it was him. that was like clean and sober for like 20 years or something like that. Like you're
2: going out or you're you're going to party. All you guys are partying <laughs> and that's it. You know, you pussy. Let's go. Don't bring and, no sobriety chip. You leave that at the condo. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and we went out. We went out and uh, and you know, he's like, I got the whole upstairs, free dong, paring dong and everything and whatever. It's like. And, uh, and we get up there and it's like, you know, he's, and, and Chris like, oh, God, I, I really don't want to be here. Like I shouldn't be, you know, drinks flowing everywhere. And so we're upstairs and you know, there's like seven stages at this Albuquerque, you know, strip club. Uh-huh. And, Russ, as much as he's a nut, he is a funny dude. And directly underneath the stage, like you look you, or the balcony where we were standing, you look down. There's a, a mini stage down there, and there's a girl, and she's on her back, and she's you know spinning around the pole, and she's writhing around on the ground. And I notice that she has a, a band-aid across her her elbow, like, like the front, like like the, she just the gave inside boy. of the elbow. Yeah, like the yeah. yeah the elbow. she was
2: donating blood. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and I go, I go, hey Russ, check this out. And he looks down, he goes, holy crap. And he starts, he starts, he wads up dollar bills into balls and he's dropping them from the balcony and hitting her in the forehead while she's dancing on the stage and he's dropping them like he's raining balls of money on her, going. Here's something for your habit, sweetheart. Here's <laughs> something for your habit. And I was like, oh, "Wow, you're a class act, Russ." You're a class act.
2: <laughs> he's like, he's like a mobster out of a uh, out of a Scorsese film. He really is. He he has that uh, he has yeah. that look. He, uh, he loves that character. That whole
0: yeah genre. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. He's like every yeah. once in a while I get a text from him and just say, "Hey, what's up?" He's a good guy. I, I, I like Russ that guy.
1: Is, Russ is a really cool guy. i yeah, we've I've known Russ for a long time. But we uh, the first time I took Jason Wrestler to. Uh, to those club, I was doing the Russ Reeves impression the whole time. Uh-huh. And I go, and, and the impression of the time was, uh, fucking prick. Yep. <laughs> you prick. Yes. You prick. Yep. And we get there and I introduce him and he goes to open the door. He's got his hands full of stuff and he goes to open the door and he drops his keys and he goes, fucking prick. <laughs> and wrestler almost fell over laughing, dying laughing. And yeah. he's like, what's so funny? And mm, he's so like,
0: funny. just standing uh, you the whole week. I first, I don't know if you remember this. I, have a, I, have a, I only remember this because I only did the mesquite room like four or five times. But okay. I think that's where Ian and I, you and I first met. Oh. Many, wow. many, many, many years ago. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. even know if that club, that, that's still around. Is that still around or not? But uh, it was at uh, mesquite. It was the Oasis? Yes. Yeah, so so, I mean, right. To that effect. Or it went back and forth across the street. Because it was at the Casablanca.
2: Those are always the best things that change names. Oh, it's a new guy, but there's still comedy, man.
0: (laughs) This one would cross the street to the casino when the other guy would take it over. And then when he would lose it, the other woman would take it over and go back across the street to the different casino.
2: I got
1: violently ill at that place with Mickey Joseph. Oh, really? Um,
2: On casino food? No, yeah, out (laughs) of town. In the middle of
1: Mesquite, Nevada, which is basically Utah. Um, it is. It's right on the border. It's on the is border of Saint George. George, St. George, George yeah. Saint George. Yeah. And I, they have a seafood buffet, which oh, you
2: should
0: never have done. What are you
2: doing, place. man?
1: It was. It was what the ticket they gave me. It was the only food I could eat. I'm like, I, like I guess the I mean the roulette, seafood roulette buffet.
2: wheel of diarrhea. And actually,
1: <laughs> Joseph wrote this in his book. It's hilarious. So they gave us this like condo mm-hmm. that was, you know, it was like part of the. They, it was like their hotel room, but it was a, it was like a suite it had a living room and two bedrooms and you know, so we're sharing this little condo for the two nights or whatever it was we were there, and. Mickey wrote it in his book. It's hilarious. He used to have these, I think it had to do with his, you know, might've been smoking pot or something, but he, he, he had this thing where he would have these, um, weird nightmares Okay. where he would be sleepwalking fully awake. You'd think he was awake, but he was just having freakouts. Oh. And it hmm. is, he would that always like, he would always have swallowed something. That was his thing. He would wake up and he'd be like, ah, tennis ball, tennis ball, tennis ball. Ah, and he'd be freaking out trying to get the tennis ball out of his mouth. And I think he just had severe cotton mouth and was sleeping and was having these hallucinogenic yeah. dreams. And he'd wake up freaking out. But there were like these night terrors where he was right. halfway awake, halfway.
0: Dude, so, that's freaking me out just hearing yeah. it. So, so
1: I'm in there in the bathroom and I'm just like, th- just the worst I've ever been sick. Just mm. throwing up and it's, I mean, you know, it's, it smells like Mesquite, Nevada seafood all over <laughs> the bathroom. And I'm just, blah, two in the morning, I'm throwing up nonstop. And all of a sudden he starts pounding on the door. And I'm like, I crawl the thing, open the door. And he's going, ah, toilet paper roll,
0: toilet paper roll, toilet paper
1: roll. He's pointing into his mouth going, toilet paper
0: roll, toilet paper roll.
1: I'm like, what? Blah, I'm throwing up. And so meanwhile, he's sleep sleep panicking, running around the apartment with a, a toilet paper roll stuck in his throat. Right. Uh, and then he finally he wakes up and then he realizes that he's, you know, he was dreaming and, and I'm still throwing up. But I still remember this like this surreal moment of throwing up. Laying on this bathroom floor in Mesquite, Nevada, with Mickey running around, going screaming that there's a toilet paper roll stuck in his throat. That's
0: freaky, man. That is that
2: is a pretty trippy scene, man.
1: You wrote about it in the book you wrote. I was like, it's pretty funny. I'm like, oh man, yeah, I can't believe you told anybody about that. But since you told it first, I'll tell it.
0: I uh, I, I slept, walked the other night for the first time, but we won't go into nope. that. <laughs> um, my last gig to uh, to Mesquite, Nevada, and this was uh, must have been five years ago. Pat Wilson still ran it. I don't mm-hmm. think she runs it anymore. She's a booker. I, and I don't think I ever told this story on the show. If I did, it was a long time ago, and I apologize if I did. I drive. I always drive to Vegas. I'm like, I'm going to be at the Vegas Improv next month. I drive. It's three and a half hours to myself. I love right. it. I got no problem with it. But Mesquite's like an hour on the other end. Right. So I'm driving out and just jamming, and somehow I kicked up a piece of rebar into my engine. Oh, wow. Went straight through the radiator, up into the engine, and I, you know, I got probably got headphones on, so I don't hear anything. And all of a sudden, I see that my... Uh, thermometer is just pinned right. in the red zone I'm like oh shit so I pull over sure enough there's a piece of rebar jammed up in there <laughs> and I had to get it towed to Vegas and 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 it was Saturday and everything was closed and I had to fly home. it was a nightmare it was oh and the worst part was this is before we got this place so we we're selling our old place and when you uh, you know when you sell a house which I didn't know people come in and take a tour if right. they want to buy it and you got to hide bank accounts You got to hide money. You have to hide checks. You have to hide prescription drugs. Mm. So, uh, and various illegal drugs. If you have them, you have (laughs) to hide them because people will come and and steal them out of your uh, medicine cabinet or out of your drawer wherever you keep them where I kept my illegal drugs at the time (laughs) in my drawer. So for some reason I always kept my drugs. I don't know why I'm like, well, maybe I'll go back and do them sometime. I don't know why. So, I just I like I find a bunch in my drawer and I throw them in my backpack. Forget about it. Throw my backpack in the back of my car because I was going surfing and forgot about it. Yeah. And so uh, I break down in Vegas. It's midnight. I get towed to a a, a car shop. I clean. I'm like, all right. What do I? What am I? What do I need out of here for a week? Oh, I need my backpack. Throw my backpack on. Get drunk at South Point Hotel Casino. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Get to the airport. Going through inspection and. I oh, remember, Oh shit. Oh shit. I've got all this drugs in the back of my backpack and I'm going through and I'm like texting my friend about surfing tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, I should be able to surf tomorrow. And they, they stopped me. They're like, sir, come here. And if you read the test, you'd be like, yeah, I think I can make it to Topanga around 10. Yeah, I'll, I'll meet you around 10. Oh shit. I'm going to jail. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that was, and they pulled me back wow. and I'm just like, Oh man, this is ridiculous. I'm going to go to jail in Vegas. This is, this is going to be awful. And they pulled me back and they're like, "Sir, we found something in your backpack. Could you step into this room, please?" And I'm just like, "Oh, this is the... I'm way too old to even yeah, be experiencing yeah. this." And they pulled me up cuz I had left a bottle of uh suntan lotion in my yeah, backpack. Yeah, they didn't catch the probably dress. saved
1: you.
2: Yeah. They probably said,
1: oh, so what's, oh. We got him, we
2: got him. All right, shut it down, boys. (laughs) This guy's
1: trying to make sure that this plane goes to Rio with a suntan
2: lotion. (laughs) We know, you're going to get a sunburn and you're going to fucking like it. Yeah, that's right.
1: (laughs) Either you point this plane in the direction of Rio, or you're all looking at a third degree sunburn.
2: (laughs) Arizona, huh? (laughs) Good luck with your melanoma, kid.
0: So that was my last, uh, and so uh, I I threw all my drugs away in the bathroom.
2: Here's my terrifying (laughs) drug story uh, at the airport. Uh, nice. And this is my fault Everything that happened was my fault uh, And I didn't get Oh, caught. this was somebody else's fault, mine? Well, yeah, not, exactly. not my fault at all No, not my fault at all I was flying back from Florida with my girlfriend uh, Who's not like me at all She's the opposite of me I am I, I a so. person of very poor judgment I do dangerous things, I do illegal things mm. I don't care about consequences She has a penis,
1: you know, these sort of things <laughs> she, she
2: worries about things and pays bills uh, okay. And is concerned about her credit And, you know, respects the law So we're very opposite <laughs> people uh, and, uh, we're going through and I, I just made the mistake as we're going through, I whispered, I'm like, yeah, you know, I hope there's no problems. Cause I got a, I got about an ounce of hallucinogenic mushrooms in that bag. She starts fucking freaking out, man. Right. You know, acting weird. Cause I, I know how to, I had it next to some sage and other kitchen stuff. You sure. know, So it just looks like stuff for food. Oh yeah. I'm a company chef, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they don't, they don't look for mushrooms, man. Right. right. So, um, she but she starts fucking freaking out and i'm like i don't know what to do cuz like you are now acting like the person they're looking for you are <laughs> right. fidgeting and sweating and looking around like you got a bomb what the fuck and and you know panic is infectious so i'm like you know i'm like it's okay planes fly all the time and i just start trying to turn it into a fear of flying you're going to be fine people fly is safer than being in a car and i look at the guy as we're getting up to the metal detector she's never flown before right. he's like you're going to be fine ma'am and he's like reassuring her and we get through and oh. so
1: he's like especially if you take some of the take some of those mushrooms in your husband's yeah 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 yeah
2: yeah I thought I should have told her I shouldn't have taken the mushrooms. You're freaking me out, man.
1: Exactly. It would be cool if the plane yeah. wasn't made of jello.
2: <laughs> you made it through all right. Yeah, yeah. You know, once we did my little my little fear of flying. Theater, sure. We just. What do you think through. on your feet?
0: Have you ever? Yeah. I had somebody on here uh, talk about performing at uh, I guess it was at Burning Man on mushrooms,
2: and they they put together a stand up show. Oh, I got a story about Bur- somebody performing on drugs. I want to hear it. I wish you could remember. This guy was t- uh, this uh. If I remember his name I will tell you Alright It's been tearing me up to not remember Maybe you don't name. have to Remember his name This <laughs> so guy was a comic <laughs> yes. In Florida He's Yeah yeah. Remember, yeah I'm not Believing you know this what? today it, It's a favor to him Alright uh, uh, Cause I'm not j- It was Russ Rivas Yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, he Here's what happened To me in Florida <laughs> <laughs> I was briefly addicted To methamphetamines <laughs> <laughs> This No this guy he Had a problem with meth Pretty bad <laughs> And uh, he had been Carjacked uh, uh, You know His story kind of Changed different times So uh-huh. people kind of Know it was probably Over his meth problem But he was trapped in the trunk of his car for three days. He was like, stuck. to be
0: clear, this is not Russ Reeves. This yes, is not, not Russ. Rivas. <laughs> not Russ, <Rivas. laughs> okay, Russ, if no. you're out
2: there, we know no, this no, might no, have no. happened Russ, to you, Russ. <laughs> no, Russ but, may have put some people in the trunks of cars, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but I don't Actually, think he's ever been trapped. in Every
1: him. every cable box that was yeah. ever in a Russ Rivas condo <laughs> fell out the back
2: of a <laughs> truck. <My> That's where <laughs> sure. I, I got this MC. I fell <laughs> out the <laughs> truck. I'm like, you're still alive. How'd you like to work the weekend? So, no, no, this comic, he's he had a problem with drugs and he got carjacked. He was in the trunk of his car for three days, made the papers the news and everything he He was in the trunk of his car yeah he and somebody heard him screaming as they were going by and he'd been sucking the urine out of his pants because it's hot florida i mean he's cooking alive in that trunk wow it's a real near-death scenario for him so he kind of tried to clean himself up and uh you know and then he decided to return to comedy because he quit comedy while he was cleaning himself up and sure uh he's headlining the night it's the final seinfeld episode okay So the club has decided to forego a feature act. I was the opener. I went up and I opened. And then instead of feature act, they showed the Seinfeld episode in the club. And then he had to follow the final episode of Seinfeld as as a comic making his comeback. Sure. He decides to take a gel tap of acid. (laughs) And he goes up and he just kind of freezes and he tells the audience, I just took some acid. And everybody's just looking at him like, they're not going to just laugh at that. You got to have a follow up. Right. Sure. You know? Sure. And he just kind of fr- freezes in, in, uh, why
1: aren't you lizards laughing? At you? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> why aren't you lizards amused? Uh, and so yeah, he just kind of froze up and, uh, uh, I heard through the rumor mill uh-huh. that he had quit comedy after that. And then of course you hear stories about people killing themselves or whatever, but uh, I don't know that he did. Although I did work with a guy that did ultimately kill himself. His name was Kirkland Teeple. That's a tragic story. Well, we were just so, going the depressing side. Yeah, I got lots of stories, lot a lot of tragedy. I, let's comedy. go
1: back to Russ Rivas, the time when Red he maced guy. everybody in his hey, club act. Hey, accident. remember
2: that time? Remember that time I was beating a feature act with a with a mic stand, and then I was like, "Hey, wait a minute, you're not John Navisad,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hippie Man."
2: Oh, uh, hippie, I've worked with uh, hippie, hippie Man. man is awesome, yeah, yeah, he's a
0: cool dude. You he's know, it's
1: like, like, funny that you say beating somebody with the mic. I remember, uh, I won't say his name, but I was at Wits End. Mm-hmm. This is '96 or something like that, and I was emceeing. And uh, I do remember the the headliner who I just ran into again, Mike Toomey, who was
0: awesome. So Chicago f- guy, yes, so freaking Pardo funny. and Siegel and all those guys are talking about. Like Toomey, is, Toomey is, is the man. So
1: damn funny. I just was in Chicago last weekend. I, I hit him up and we didn't get together, but we were talking back and forth. And uh-huh. I hadn't t- seen, talked to him other than Facebook in years, but he's really funny. He he does. He's on he's on WGN. He does a he does a, he does this fake sports announcer guy. Okay, it's really funny. Like he goes out and he interviews people, and he's just a complete idiot. But he also always comes on as Batman,
0: Adam West Batman. Oh, okay, and <laughs> the oh best my, Batman.
1: God, it's, there's a funny there's a thing of Batman of him as Batman and somebody else as Jerry Lewis singing um, singing Christmas carols on WGN <laughs> in the morning. He's Mike Toomey's hilarious. Anyway, I think it was Mike Toomey was the headliner, but there was a guy who uh, who was uh, I think he's a feature act, and he was. Talking to this, this lady was heckling mm-hmm. and she was drunk and he was like and he got really aggro on her. I mean, she was she was being she was bad. But he got really like shut up bitch, blah 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 And the husband or the boyfriend, whoever it was, stood up and was like, What do you say, mother? And they got into this big thing, and he picked up the mic stand and had the mic base. And he was like cattle prodding this guy in the face. Oh, wow. The guy was trying to stand up and he smashed him in the face with the bottom of the mic stand. Wow. And he's going,
0: help!
2: Right. Help. right. And he's trying to keep Jeez. the guy off the
1: stage with him. it. Was a, and I think there that were guy's cops a, in the room because I think Cooney
2: was also, the top they hired him, gave leader. him a badge and a gun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're <laughs> jumpy. You're jumpy and terrified. You need to work for us.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was, uh, I've
0: never seen a comic on <laughs>
1: stage yelling help <laughs> somebody in the face with the bottom of a yeah, mic stand wow. It's like wow
0: i've thought about that several times hitting people in the audience well just all right if i get charged how am i going to handle this and i usually assess this i usually assess all right there's a stool or a mic stand and right. if you got the three-prong kind of chicken foot mic stand you're yeah, screwed you got to right. get that solid discus yeah bottom and i just figure if i get charged just in the chest yeah, yeah put right. them down yeah. And then hopefully
2: the bouncers will come in and I'll have to follow up. Yes. I, I, uh, I actually like stages that have a crash door next to the stage. So I always know like if something weird happens. You just bail out the back. Out that door. You know, and I'm, I'm the kind of person that, you know, I, we'll I'll. Start a fight? <laughs> I, I have ended them. Uh, uh, I don't have a problem scrapping with a guy. So if right. somebody charges a stage, you know, you better be sober, pal. Yeah. Uh, have
0: you ever gotten in a fight?
2: Oh yeah, I've on been stage? Or yeah, on, yeah. Really? Not not comedy related. Well, one time comedy. It wasn't even really. Re- it, Let's go comedy related. Uh, <laughs> it was prior to a show. It was uh, right here at the Liquid Zoo, uh, an open mic in in the valley. Okay, I've heard and, of it. Uh, I've been there. Yeah, it's and uh, I am comic. It's where Rich Scheidner goes to you know restart his. Oh, exactly. his, okay. Yeah, I've yeah.
0: had Jordan Brady on a bunch and Rich yeah, Shidener yeah. It's a it's, a, okay.
2: it's yeah. a shitty little uh, dive bar. Sure. Uh, uh, but it's before the show where we're hanging out and there's two regular customers that are getting into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's racial slurs flying around and you know, there's the little Latino guys like, you know, I'll kick your ass. Somebody hold me back. Somebody hold me back. You know, and <laughs> he finally leaves. And then the other guy's this tall white guy who's the scumbag, the, the precipitator of all the animosity. He's sitting there. And he's a big, he's like over six feet. He's got like contractor hands, that white residue in the cracks of his hands. It's sure, like yeah. a working dude. And, uh, uh, this other guy, one another customer comes like, "Why were you yelling at stuff?" That guy was leaving, and why'd you have to yell that and make it worse? And he's like, "Shut up, man! I'll kick your ass too." And and Victor starts to walk away, and this guy gets up and starts to swing at him, uh, as is the, like to hit him in the ear from behind, you know, like sucker punch him. So I grab the guy's arm, I grab him and spin him and pin him against the bar, uh, and of course he's much bigger than me and stronger than me. Right. <laughs> he just like throws me to the ground, and this bar still gets knocked over, and. Uh, I get to my feed and there's like so other people are coming and getting involved and uh we just sort of faced off and he backed down because the whole bar was against him Sure. And he left
0: And uh, that my friends for uh, yeah. uh any comics who want to uh, start stand up yes. uh and they ask for my advice go to an open mic go to an open
1: mic <laughs> I, got, I got attacked at a one-nighter one time Oh really Um and I mean and I'm a and I'm a fighter. I've been training You've, whole, you
0: yeah, know. you've been since what did I read? Like sixteen or something since like that. Six. six, been, six. six. Yes. So yeah, he trains mixed fighters. Martial arts, like he trains yeah. Them, yeah. all that's and you yeah. train people, don't you?
1: Yeah, I have a lot of fighters in the UFC, and okay, you know. But this is, I wasn't quite as I, mean, I was pretty deep into. It, but this is like '90s or something, early 2000s, and this lady had come to a show. It was like mm-hmm. a two-nighter. So and um. She was there with a the guy, and then afterward, I'm just sitting in the bar by myself, and she comes and sits next to me. And she's like, starts talking to me about my, you know, my stuff. I talk a lot about religion and stuff. And she's like, "Are you really an atheist?" And blah blah. blah. So I started giving her, you know, yeah, telling her about, you know. So she's just sitting there talking to me. I think she was hitting on me, but but she was just sitting there talking to me. Sure. And I'm like, after like 20 minutes, I'm like, "Hey, where's where's the dude you were with?" You know, because they were sitting right up front. She goes, "Oh, that's my ex husband. He went home." I go, "Oh, you're here with your ex husband?" She goes, "Well, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want us." to be X, but... We're we're on the way out. We've been trying to get a divorce now for like three years. <laughs> yada yada yada. <laughs> in so two I, sentences. I still, she's going I, to. St- I still go out with him every now and then to keep cordial because you know whatever. Blah 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 blah. All this kind of stuff. I'm like okay whatever. And she's telling me so Yeah, he's crazy. Like one time he went and just. I was at the video store with a friend of mine who's gay, and and he like ran in and just started beating the guy up because he saw me with the. I was like wow what a psychopath you know. So whatever. So then later on <laughs> we're just sitting there and I'm like leaning with my back up against the bar and mm-hmm. she's facing the bar so we're like kind of facing each other so like she's talking to me and I'm just kind of just casually chilling up against the bar, just talking, you know, and she's sitting there. And and it's like a bar where you could get behind it. It was like one of these like bars that rings around the dance sure. floor kind of a thing yeah, yeah. And on the outside where it's just they clear the... The dance floor was had tables and chairs and mm-hmm. they cleared off and they have country line dancing afterward or whatever it was, you know, it's a one-nighter. <laughs> um, and I'm just sitting there, ta- like not really even paying attention to her that much, just kind of talking to her. And all of a sudden I see this like kind of flash just at the side of my head and I feel something hit me in the back of the head and I uh-huh. kind of turn and it was just like pop, 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 like eight or nine punches while I'm sitting on, you know, and they're back of the he- ear, eye, sure.
2: nose. That's how my story would have ended. If it had been me, that would right, right there is the end of the story. <laughs> and
1: I, I'm like, and, the, and I swear to you, it, it happened in like probably two
0: seconds.
2: Right.
1: And while he's, it was so slow. I'm feeling this punch, but it felt just like someone was going tap, 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 tap. It doesn't feel like anything. When he, and I thought to myself, Who's slapping me in the face right now? Is this one of my is this the other comic? Is this one of my friends? Yeah, like right. I thought maybe it was the bouncer because he and I were talking fighting earlier. I thought maybe he was coming up and like, like, hey, come on, what are you doing? I'm hitting you in the face. You know, I didn't even think it was an attack. I'm like, what is going on? And then all of a sudden I realized, hey, somebody's punching me in the face. Mm-hmm. And I stood up off the bar stool, he grabs the girl by the hair, punches her in the face, and throws her at my feet. And then wow. the bouncers just jump on him and just just smash the guy. Wow. And I was like, what the hell is that lady? He goes, that's my husband. <laughs> I'm like, damn, this guy's crazy. He went <laughs> home, got a car, and came back on the off chance that she was talking to the comedian, apparently. Wow. Or something, and he just came yeah. in, and he just like... Ran in,
2: yeah, that's crazy from the
1: door and just started punching me in the face. No, hey, what's going on? And I wasn't touching the girl, sure, I was just sitting on a bar stool and she was sitting next to me asking me about my religious beliefs. And this dude (laughs) just came over and started punching me in the face.
2: Oh man, I I thought I was gonna get attacked by a chick one time. This, uh, Emery Emery heckler chick, the worst heckler I've ever saw. Emery Emery heckled you, no, and Emery Emery, uh. Was the headliner And and just slammed this woman Harder than I've ever seen A heckler slammed And she went berserk Uh huh She uh, uh, Okay uh, She had been kicked out From a regular show Earlier that week And then she came back For the open mic Okay So You gotta stop going To open mics dude (laughs) Well it was part of my Part of my uh, assignment As the MC Because I was working Multiple weeks I was making more money As an MC Than as a feature act Because I was getting Consecutive weeks At each club Ah So I came out ahead. So I I hosted the open mics as part of my as part of my job as the MC. So I'm hosting the open mic in uh, um, where's this at? This is in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida, the Comedy Corner. Oh, okay, sure. Andrew Dorfman's room. Is it still around, Comedy Corner? No, no. Yeah, it's Dorfman's. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he's his brother still think runs Zanies in Chicago or something. Okay. Anyway. uh, I, to describe her, this is not hyperbole. She, she had a black eye and mm-hmm. a missing tooth and she walked in with her shoes around her in her hand. <laughs> <laughs> and, Florida? uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, this is West Palm beach. And so She just heckling every comic, mm-hmm. just drunk stupid. They won't throw her out. I, I had some of the best heckler lines I ever came up with, with her. I'm like, ma'am, I can smell the menthol cigarettes and bowling shoes from here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All this shit. I'm just slamming her. Uh Um, Emery goes up and, and he's like, he just opens up, like, ma'am, before I even begin, I'm not going to play with you. I'm a professional comic. You have ruined the show of every comedian I've seen come up here tonight. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are amateurs. Some of them are professionals coming here to work on new material. You have ruined their time. You've wasted everybody's time. I'm not going to tell you to shut up anymore. None of these comics going to tell you to shut up anymore. This crowd is going to tell you to shut up. So on the count of three, let's all practice that together as a crowd. One, two, three, everybody in the crowd. Because they're sick of her. Sure. When he, shut up. And they're all just screaming at her, you know. And they, he's like, all right, uh, bring me back up. And, he, you know, <laughs> he's brought back up. Uh, and she's quiet for a while. Mm-hmm. Like it works. He's doing comedy. I'm like, oh, my God, he saved the show. That's all it took was for the audience. And about five minutes, the liquor starts to soak in, you know. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. The Emory. apologetic heckler. Yeah, I'm, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I'm still talking. So, yeah, and, and Emery <laughs> just, he just tries now. to ignore, he powers through, he gets through the set, you know, fuck it, you know, she's a drunk, there's nothing you can do. So at the end, the, uh, I'm up there, I'm like, yeah, make sure you want to get Emery's uh, CD, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and then he yells from the back of the room, Emery yells out, he's like, there's another reason why you want to buy my CD, ladies and gentlemen, because that cunt is not on it. <laughs> she fucking loses it. She gets up out of the chair and starts bolting toward him. He sees her coming toward him. He's like, uh, I don't know if I can take her in a fight. And boom, walks in the office and shuts the door and locks it. <laughs> so he's in the office and, and he's back there with uh, the feature act from the week before. And they, they they had just discovered this is in early days of computers, their laptops, they're mm-hmm. digitizing, uh, uh, the voice of, uh, uh, Stephen Hawking to say all kinds of dirty shit You know, got right, sure. me and the ass And so that's, he's like, fuck her And he's doing that And so I'm out there trying to calm her down And I'm new to marijuana I just started smoking marijuana So that whole feeling of mellow Like, yeah, man, everything's <laughs> cool Let's just all get along Yeah, yeah man, it, there's nothing to fight over right, man. And she's like screaming this I've never been treated like this in my face And she's screaming at me I'm like, she's gonna hit me This woman's gonna hit me What am I to do? She hits me so the manager finally like, intercedes. They start pushing her to the door. They get to the door, and this is the part that I'll always remember, the funniest thing to me. She stops as they're pushing out the door. She stops. Well, can I have my complimentary passes back? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, crack me up. You
1: know, I, I saw, and I, don't, I told this story to friends. So it's, I don't think it's a big deal, but um, I always talk about one of my favorite comics is Stanhope. Doug, um, sure. I like him as a, as a person too. He's he, he's you know I haven't worked with him in years, but probably like fifteen years. But, um, you know I mean, when I first was t- featuring one nighters, I I did a couple weeks with him, Colorado triple gigs, you know, sure, whatever. of course. And you know he he taught me a lot, and he was he was a really cool guy to work with, you know, and um, but the thing I love about that guy is he's completely fearless on stage, yeah. completely. Yeah. Like he doesn't he doesn't care what he's Whatever he says, it's just what he said. And I remember, and I I wonder if he even would remember this because it was 20 years ago almost. It was 96 or something, 97, somewhere in that area. We were in Colorado, and he used to do these jokes the TWA flight 800 crash. And, you know, and I remember the joke, you know, there's, you know, I feel sorry for is the, you know, the. The forensic scientist on East Mauritius, Long Island, who's got a truckload of body parts. You know, he had this whole bit about it, like, all these people. And then he did a thing about the the Jessica Dubois, the girl, the seven-year-old girl that tried to fly solo across the, and crashed and died.
0: Oh, and, yeah, wow. And yeah. he was,
1: yeah, and that was, I mean, he was doing all these jokes about, tra- and they were hilarious. Like, he's like, you know, the only thing, the only tragedy in that was, like, this, the mom, that the mom wasn't underneath the wreckage, you know. And, and, and this whole thing about, you know. You know, shitty parenting that sure. your kid fly a solo at seven years old across the country or whatever, and great, brilliant, funny bits. You know, and about tragedies. And we were in Boulder, Colorado. And again, I don't know if he even I don't. A I don't know if he'd remember this. B I don't even know if he saw what was happening. Or uh-huh. if it just happened. To, if, he was, if he was, if he was, if he saw it and he was that cool, the guy's amazing. Even if he wasn't, he was still cool as hell. <laughs> he, he go. He was on stage. It was this place called like. I it was called like the some hotel in Boulder or something in mm-hmm. like bar. And I think they called it like the Joker broker or something like that. And we, uh, and he was doing these jokes and then he gets to, he goes, and I'll tell you something else that John Bonet Ramsey was asking for it by the way she was dressed. Right. So we're talking like a year after John Bonet thing happened mm-hmm. in the city. Oh, Boulder I didn't even, put that, right? yeah, I didn't it even put that. Yeah. I didn't even put that together. Yeah, oh, right, right. And the crowd was like, "Ooh, guy got!" And I'm leaning up against because I already done my time. I'm leaning up against the wall in the back. And there's these two giant cowboy dudes. Like one guy's got like you know the big barrel chest sure. and the cowboy hat, and they're like you know leaning up with their arms you know. Flow, and one of them standing right next to to me, the guy. And then one guy turns to the other guy. He's just like as he goes, "I'm gonna kill him." <laughs> <laughs> and, and he starts walking to the stage, and again, I mean, this is way in the back, so right. I don't know if he can even see that this guy is approaching the stage, sure, or if he sees him making a beeline toward him, or if it's just happened to be that it was this cool. And he like turns his back, and he grabs it, you know, he grabs a drink of his beer, and he and he's and he's got his back toward the audience, and I don't know if he was looking at a set list or if he just went to grab his beer off the stool, and the big giant, you know. Cowboy dudes marching toward the stage like he was going to go up and just, I'm going to ring your neck, boy. It was like Porky's, you know, like right, right. Porky from like one of those yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ring your neck. And he's like walking up. Didn't say anything, but just walking toward the stage mm-hmm. like, when I get there. Let's see it, son. And yeah. he gets right. And, and then and Stanhope said something like, I don't remember the exact line, but he goes, and as he's turning around, taking a drink, he goes, oh, and he, I think he might have been addressing the crowd, booing him. or, or go, ooh, But it looked like he was addressing the guy that was walking toward the stage. He uh-huh. goes, oh, I see. It's okay to make fun of a tragedy as long as it's not recent or local. Yeah, and the dude stopped dead in his
2: tracks.
1: And was like, "Yeah, I guess I'm wrong." Oh wow! Like, Turn around and walk back, and leans up against me and his other cowboy friend. Goes, "Man, I don't like no, but talking about no goddamn John Bonny like that." Yeah. <laughs> and just leave that, and then watch the rest of the show. And I was like, if he if he saw that guy coming and was ballsy enough to say that, right? So I'm just like so calm and cool i'm like man i would have been like freaking out on stage like this guy's
2: no, no i fucked up in tucson after uh, gabby giffords i have a, a joke that i do like i'll ask somebody in the crowd what they do if it's a teacher which is like, there's always a teacher sure of course it's always a teacher and so i go oh, teacher and i have this this thing i do about it'd be terrifying if i was a teacher you know and i pretend i have a gun like nice and easy pull your homework out of the bag and, right right. and i did that line just you know impulse just an instinct like oh the perfect. There's my little line. It fits. And as I'm saying it and they're reacting to the gun thing, I'm like, Oh, this is Tucson. And Gabby Giffords happened like just like three months before. Oh, and you could feel the tension in the room. And I, I quit. I'm like, I think the audience saw in my face that I realized. Uh-huh. And then I just quickly changed the subject and just went back into my act. And, Took a couple minutes and they loosened up, but yeah, it was like we kind of went through like, yeah, that happened. <laughs> don't do that. We know her. Don't don't. It's not funny. <laughs> She's here. Um,
0: I just was... did this. Did you bring notes? Well, we wrote some stuff down. Just in I case love it. You I know my yeah. listeners love when people, when I when comics bring I, notes. I was trying to think yeah, like yeah. what
1: stories I have, and I'm like,
0: I don't. See, we got that what, was that, no. That's I have Derek that Cameron for uh, oh, no, uh,
2: Matt oh, oh, Reed? Yeah. Don't <laughs> say the
1: name. All right. <laughs> Tell that story now. No. Oh,
2: oh all, right, yeah, all right, Don't go by the name. Uh, Texas Age of Consent story. The ESPN <laughs> Porno guy. <laughs> no, yeah. No, oh, I no, got no, a good no,
0: story. By, by the way, this is this is uh, road stories of the next generation because they're on an iPad. Yes, this yes, yeah, this isn't jotted down know, on a yeah. napkin,
2: or this is this is an that, iPad. That, yeah. This isn't much of a road story. I don't like to waste paper unless I'm rolling a joint. <laughs> uh, uh, that it's not this, a waste. Yeah, there you go. This,
1: this is much of a road story, but I, it is said that having that another Russ Reba, another an Albuquerque. Not a Russ story, but I was telling him, I'm like, I, I ended up eventually turning it into a bit that I don't do anymore. But we were, uh, you know, a lot of times you have like a, you're there Thursday through Sunday, or Wednesday through Saturday, sure. or Wednesday through Sunday, and then Monday and Tuesday. You either go to the next gig and hope they let you in early. Right, right. Or you ask if you can stay a day or two here and is anyone using the condo? Okay, cool. So we had this guy come in and he came in like a few days early. Like he came in on Friday or Saturday, and he was this big fat, just greasy dude that was the headliner for the next week. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Russ is like, can this guy sleep on the couch? He you know, whatever. Okay, sure. So we're like, whatever, it's not gonna be another comic. I'm not gonna kick the guy out, of course. yeah. yeah so he no, stayed on the couch. And he's just—I don't—I wish I, I don't even know the guy's name. I do not even know if I knew it then. But he's there for like two days while we're still doing shows, and he's just sitting around eating like you know Philly cheesesteaks every day. And this guy's like <laughs> 350 pounds and smoking cigarettes, drinking beer, and he just—he would sit and watch all day long, all day from sunup to sundown, sports. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first day it was like it was ESPN, it was or, or whatever, it was baseball and football and. And this guy was like an encyclopedia. Like, he'd sit there, and he'd talk to you, even though you didn't ask him. Like, yeah, this is so-and-so. He's, uh, you know, batting uh, 400 this year. And, and uh, you know, he's uh, you know he, he, uh, when he was a kid, he, uh, he knew every yeah. stupid stat about right, him, right. everything baseball. Then all of a sudden, one well, he's day... He's got he'd,
2: three he'd, kids he'd... by second marriage. second yeah. kid was uh, born cesarean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then the, by the second show, or by the second day... He was wa- he'd be watching because we had one of them truck one of them uh, cable boxes that fell off the back of a truck, <laughs> so it was like the pirate cable box with the porno channel. Right, right? right. So he'd be watching the porno channel every now and then, which is a- kind of creepy that the guy who stayed on the couch would just be watching porno. Same thing though. This is Jenna Jameson. She's uh, she's got about this, this is her this is her three hundred. That's a story porno.
2: you tell girls that uh, want to do comedy. Uh, yeah. Here's what you have to look <laughs> yeah. forward to: big, fat, she, sweaty guys watching her, porno uh, on a couch. She's known for her,
1: uh, you know fellatio and her uh, her oral talents. Sure. And, uh, you know she's never done a a, a a two on. She's never done a two guys. You know she will do. <laughs> she's now retired and only doing girl on girl scenes. Like he knew everything about it. Yeah. And at one point I, I just turned to him I go dude, why is it that mm-hmm. fat ass. Guys like you know everything about the two things they've never done.
0: <laughs> oh. sports and sex. <laughs> <laughs> that's great.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I'm going to just randomly pick.
0: A st- I'm just going to put my finger on your list, and you tell that story. Okay. Does
2: that make sense? Sure. Yeah, or I, could, I got a good one. All right, go ahead. I'll, I'll do my pot story. This is an incredible story. It's <laughs> an, inc- uh, an incredible story. It, well, it's incredible In that it's hard to believe That it happened But it is absolutely true Every word of it I uh, love it up, I until, was, up until now It's all been I nice. was working with Manny Oliveira who Was the headliner mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I was off on my own Now, at the time I was selling a lot of pot mm-hmm. And, and uh, I had gone down To the little college This was on Where Lock is this? This is again In West uh, West Palm Beach right. Corner A lot of shit goes down In West Palm Beach Yeah, Please. yeah, Florida Florida's always good For Although stories, I do love Amanda. The improv there The improv's this great This is I, I can't then, believe I can't believe How lucky I am Uh so I've got uh, three bags of weed. I mean, I sell one in this club. And uh, this do you other- live there? No, no. I'm just. You're just there for the week. I'm there working. Yeah, I'm. In, I'm MCing, so I'm in between weeks. Okay. And Manny's come in a night early. It's Monday. I think it's travel day, so Manny's come in early because he worked the other room in Fort Lauderdale. So he's coming up. Okay. A night early to hang out. He's at the condo. I, he's not even really in the story. I just remember his name, and okay. that's why I mentioned <laughs> it. Uh, so it's just me alone and I'm uh in this place and I'm I'm s i am i am sold a bag of weed. This other guy comes up, he wants to buy a bag of weed and I'm like, Well let's you know, let's do business. He's like, Well no, it's it's not for me, it's for my friend, but he can't come in here, he's been kicked out of here. And I'm like, Well, it's too bad for him. He's like, Well, no, he lives around the corner, let's go to this house. You know, I'm like, I don't I'm not from here, I don't know you you know, mistake one, I go with the guy. So right, oh yeah. We start walking in this dark neighborhood, fucking lights are shot out and I'm like, Oh fuck, this is the hood, you know, mm-hmm. and as we walk further in, people are start coming out of the shadows, like looking and he's, and he's like, as long as you, as long as you with me, you're all right. And I'm like, Oh great. Now I'm, I'm effectively a hostage. now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being escorted into, you know, a, you know, escorted into a Osaka castle, you know? <laughs> so uh, I go in and I, he introduces me to this guy who's standing on a street corner. Who's like huffing something out of a rag. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what you want, what you want? And I'm like, I don't want anything, man. He told me you wanted to buy weed. He's like, "Well, you selling?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm selling weed, man. Do you want to buy a bag of weed or what?" He's like, "What you got? Let me see it." So I, I pull out the bag, and he grabs it, snatches it out of my hand. Now I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck! He's I'm gonna get robbed." And I just got paid by the club too, so I got a bunch of cash in my pocket. Right. And I'm like, "Fuck! I'm gonna get robbed! I'm gonna get robbed!" And he's like, "What's in your hand? What's your hand?" I'm like, "This is the detachable face for my stereo, man. It's nothing. Don't worry about it." And I'm trying to act tough because I'm scared shitless, sure. you know. So he smells the weed, and uh, he's like. You know, how do I know this is good weed? I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Keep the weed. Fuck you. Let's get out of here. And I turned to the other guy who escorted me in. Like, get me out of here. I just want to go. Like, get me out of here. Right. And I start walking. And as I'm walking, people are kind of behind me, you know, walking. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, they, they, were, they weren't Latino. They were all black guys. So, no, uh, so yeah, yeah. Stones, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, back <laughs> Albuquerque, that would be the, the, the prototypical situation. But anyway, as I'm being, you know, walking out, I'm kind of walking swiftly. This guy in a bicycle a black guy in the bicycle comes up and he sees he's like oh man starts shaking his head and then everybody starts dropping back when he sees them and i'm like hey what's up and he's like what are you doing man and you coming out here to buy drugs i'm like i just need to get out of here man help me get to my car thank right. you and he's like yeah i'm in the navy i'm, I'm just here on leave yeah and these motherfuckers are gonna rob you they all know who i am so they're not gonna bother you you know because i can id them and they know that i will and i'm like well thanks man i appreciate it all of a sudden cop cars come from every direction the guy on the bike just disappears. He just took <laughs> off. And I'm standing there. And I thinking in my head, I'm already like, I'm busted. I'm in trouble. But sure. I sold one bag in the bar. The other bar, the bag got stolen. I only have one bag on me. It's possession. I'm like, oh, they can't get me for intention to distribute. So I'm already right. trying to look at the silver lining, you know, because I'm accepting I'm going to jail. The cops, like, are laughing. They come out. And I, you know, they said, what did you come here? I just bought a bag of weed, man. And these guys are following me. I thought they were going to rob. I'm a comedian down the corner. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. lie. And I'm... And uh, you know, like, I'm going to search you. Am I going to find any other weed on you? And I'm like, yes, yeah, so in my pipe. I have a pipe. And I pull out my prototype And I make up some story about how it was invented in the Civil War for tobacco, which is completely fake. But, <laughs> I tell him this bullshit story. And uh, uh, you know, I tap out the fucking bowl at his feet. I'm like, I quit. As far as I'm concerned, I'm clean and sober. I'll never smoke pot again. I'll never right. lie. Sure. Right. Yeah. I just want to get out of here with my life. I know I'm in trouble. And they're all laughing and laughing. And and I'm like, you know, I know I'm trouble. It's, just, it's a bummer to lose that pipe, though, because my brother gave me that pipe. <laughs> And the cop goes, well, I want to give you your pipe back. But I know if I don't, you'll just find something else to smoke your evil weed out of. And I got to tell you what, officer, you give me my pipe back. I'll never smoke pot out of that pipe ever again. <laughs> All the cops start laughing. They take my bag of weed around to the bushes mm-hmm. to dispose of it. We're just going to throw this over here in the bushes where the cop talks the weed. Because this is good weed from Placidas, New Mexico that I brought to Florida. So they knew when they smelled it, it was quality weed. Right. And they gave me my pipe back, gave me a ride to my car. <laughs> and uh, that's how I they did said, Thanks yeah. for the weed. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I got jacked two bags of weed and didn't get robbed or or beat up or... Gone to jail. And, and go to jail, and I got to ride back to my car from the cops.
0: They say cops have the best weed, man. Yeah. Cops well, have the best drugs.
2: <laughs> they did that night. <laughs> they did that night. Yeah, that's a good story. That was great.
0: Hey, I want to talk to you. Do you now... I don't. Did you guys tour together doing an atheist? Yeah, thing? We, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah me, a, him, and Jason Wrestler did this thing called
0: the Evolution of Comedy. Jason Wrestler?
1: Yeah, it's Jason Wrestler, another Bay Area guy. R E
0: S S R E S L E R. I don't know him. Really Bay, Bay oh, guy, man. Bay Area yeah. guy. Okay, yeah, Bay. he
1: started. You know, Andrew Norelli. Yeah, Andrew Norelli. He started a good around the same time as Norelli. Okay, so when I, I had been doing comedy a few years at that point, so I was like, they were kind of a generation below me, mm-hmm. and both of them, um, both of those guys. When we did triple like one nighters, triple runs, sure. The, I was headlining, and those guys were featuring. Okay, and then until those guys, you know, and then I, I then until we all stopped doing those things, of course, of course. You know, but then, of course, you know, you do a few of those, then you start headlining. But uh, I'm not sure if Norelli. I know a couple of those guys. There's Norelli, there's uh, Kevin Avery. There's a whole bunch of guys that were a couple years behind me that that I'm good friends with now. That that were that featured for me doing um, while doing these one nighters. Sure, you sure. Know? Um, that i I think a few of them like I took them on their very first road gig. Like, hey, oh, wow you wanna come with me? Let's go. We've gone for eight weeks in Montana.
0: Yeah. You
1: know? And uh much like like you said, like when I did uh, not that he took me, but I I got st- stuck with doing a, two weeks in in Wyoming and Colorado with Stanhope in right. the mid to late nineties. Um and a few other people. But uh yeah, so a lot of those guys, but Re- wrestlers one of these guys, he's actually from Sacramento, but okay. really, really funny guy he's been nonstop sense. Oh,
0: that's great. So how did you come up with this? What was it called? The evolution the of comedy? The evolution of comedy. Well, the evolution of comedy?
1: So I quit doing comedy for, um, I had a kid in 2005. Right. And I'd been doing comedy, you know, 13 years at that point and, and I, I just didn't, I was on the road constantly. Mm-hmm. I'd made a movie and I wanted to stay in town so I'd taken up kind of a part-time job. Um, it was full-time but they let me go. It was kind of freelance so they let me go. I was working at an editorial place. Okay. Uh, doing commercial uh, assistant editing so that I could edit at night and finish my movie. Mm-hmm, sure, so I was doing that um, and doing a lot of voiceover work. I got through that, I got a lot of voiceover work. So I was doing pretty well. I didn't need to be on the road as much. I would mm-hmm. you know, do the weeks I liked, Harvey's in Portland and see yeah, underground and certain ones, clubs I really like to play, I'd do those once a month. I'd do a week. Or sure, um, And then also the time my manager was like, be in town more, don't be on the road, You'd gone 40, 50 weeks out of the year. And then I had a kid, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna be on the road at all. Right. Plus, I had burned a lot of bridges in LA. I got banned from two very, pop, very well-known, uh, let's say, a, a, a network and a, and a famous uh, festival that, that would no longer even let me submit. Yeah. Uh, oh,
0: why? Well, what happened?
1: Well, that's a story I don't really
0: want oh, to repeat. All right, we well, yeah, you know, yeah, But I
1: will it's just good. say, I will just say that one of the festivals I did my my showcase one year. And then the next year, I did my showcase about the notes I got
0: from the previous year's showcase. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, they love that.
1: <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious in the <laughs> comics, but they didn't think it was hilarious. And then it became a thing where everyone was like, oh, this guy will say anything. So it was about from 2000 to 2003, I could pretty much go up anywhere in LA. I was going up. I could just walk into the, and get up on stage because a lot of times people were like, this guy's crazy. He'll say, because I kind of said, screw it. I'm, I'm not going to do my material on stage in LA because people steal it and right, of course. this and that. So I'm like, I'm just going to go up and <clears> talk. And I got this point where people were like, oh, put that guy up. he will He's crazy. He'll say crazy stuff. So I started reading emails from from network executives and whatever, you know, right. people that I was doing. And I would read them and go and break them down. This is Hollywood. This is reality. This is what they say. This is what they mean. Yeah. And again, people thought it was hilarious, except for those certain people would be like, you can't read my email on stage. <laughs> right. yeah. And and I'm like, why? What's the problem? It's comedy. you know. So I got to a point where I was like not... I wasn't very well, I was very well liked in the with comedians mm-hmm. but I wasn't very well liked in with industry and I didn't want to be on the road anymore and I had I was with a, a couple, a, a very big management company and I had gone to producers for Mad TV like three years in a row uh-huh. and didn't get it and then I was supposed to go to for SNL like I had down to the final thing like mm-hmm. I thought I was, was going to meet Lauren and all this stuff and I, they, put, put, they axed that right before I got to go and it was kind of like well what else am I going to do so I stopped doing comedy and I'm like, I'm just gonna be editing and doing voiceover work, and I'm just not gonna, I'm just gonna take a break. Sure. Six years later, I got a kid who's, you know, six years old who knows dad as voiceover guy and fight trainer. Doesn't mm-hmm. know anything about comedy, and I still identified myself as as a comedian. Um, so I started doing comedy again, but I did it under the, like, you know, I'm just gonna go up and talk about what I want to talk about. Right. I'm not gonna do impressions. I'm not gonna do anything that that has to please the crowd, unless I decide that that's what I want to do. And um, I've always been an atheist and a skeptic and all this. And I thought, well, it'd be fun to do science-based comedy. Just uh-huh. to talk about, oh, you want to talk about the Bible? All right, let's go. up, and I'm just going to rip on it. And if I isolate 90% of the crowd, I don't care because they're not paying my bills anymore. So screw them. Right. So I started doing that. And all of a sudden, within a few months, it was like the best material, in my opinion, that I'd ever written. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, and I'm just getting work. And people go, no, oh, you should come do
2: this show. And, and also <clears> there was of, a hungry community for it. Yeah, you know, yeah. A lot of the, 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 Cause he asked me to do it and I'd never, you know, I'm an atheist and I'm a vocal atheist, but I never, it was never part of my act. Like uh-huh. I'm, I try and keep it middle of the road and, you know, as hacky as possible, you know, wear those gloves. <laughs> Good, that's what we like here. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, was, it was like, all right, I'm going to try and write for that. I'm going to write stuff specifically for this niche audience and you know, I'm, uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you know, get that spirit of Carlin in there and, mm-hmm. and it was uh, a lot of fun. And the, the, the cool thing for me was how many people had never been to a comedy club before.
1: Yeah. Tons of atheists, skeptics. A lot of them.
2: Never They're been a, a comedy weird, club.
1: A weird crowd, by the way, because so what happened was is I was like, well, then I got this idea to do, I was going to do this big fundraiser show and then my friend said, well, why don't we tape it? And then the, the theater, I lost the theater so I had to go to this bigger theater. So uh-huh. I had this giant theater, you know, or not giant, but big size theater in LA and, I was, and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it on this show and I talked to, to SiriusXM about doing a, a live feed because we were taping it on the night of the apocalypse. So the joke was going to be at 12, at midnight on the 22nd, if the world hasn't ended, we'll go live <laughs> to this comedy special live from the apocalypse.
0: So that was only a couple years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. So I, and I had been, so during that time, I, that's when I decided, oh, we're going to do this show. And in a year, I'm going to do this show. And then my friend who's a, working the production side, my friend said, well, I'll, I'll tape it. And I had met some, I had sold a few documentary films. So I asked some distributors, would you guys pick this yeah, up? Yeah. It was I said, a really sure. cool show. So I said, well, shoot, I can do a, sp- make it a special all right i'm gonna tape it and sell it to a distributor and i'm gonna make the special out of it and do something totally weird and different so i said well how am i gonna do how am i gonna hone this material in a year when all the comedy clubs i used to work aren't gonna let me come in and do an hour of atheist material in their comedy club it's not gonna happen
2: sure so i said well, well no we did it in a we did it at last couple clubs we did it but
1: but not on a regular I, no no, 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 they no, they no gonna
2: we had to do me. we had to do weird yeah so we you
1: started booking our own shows yeah <clears throat> so we started booking our own shows as let's get comedy clubs on off nights, let's get theaters, and let's market to our crowd directly and see if there's, see how the material plays to a, 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 a non-hostile crowd. So I put it together as the evolution of comedy, me, Maurice, and Jason, and just started doing these shows. And like Maurice said, yeah, some of the people would come out, and they'd yeah, never the, been to
2: Like com- It was a regular thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'd say almost every single show, there'd be at least one or two people that had never been to a comedy show, or they'd been once and never went back. They just felt pandered to. It was like, ah, this is just for morons, you know. Right. Uh, So they think that they they just never went because they think they're just gonna get. Yeah, they just like this isn't. Yeah, Yeah. this isn't for me, you know. Hey y'all, y'all ever notice how your girlfriend farts too? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's my closer. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. That it's brilliant. I've really, literally, I never thought about. She does fart.
1: But the the, the funny, the funny thing though is that I still do a lot of those. I do a lot of those like conventions, Mm -hmm. and. And i don't even joke about it and they get it, but it's like half the people at these they're old and socially awkward. You know, they're they're nerds and science yeah, right, geeks. Right. A lot of them have I mean, yeah. I mean it's, 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 there's every now and then I'm like, man, the Asperger's is strong in this crowd. <laughs> and it's just that crowd where I'll get people come up to me and eight hours later they're still going, and then um after um I got done with my um physics class. Um oh you were hilarious, by the way. Um and yeah, by the way, um, it's weird. And it's these kind of people and and they're like the crowds are good. You can see they're enjoying it and they're clapping, but it's not the ah, it's not the kind of laughter that you get. You know, they're very respectful. And afterward, sometimes you're like, are they They're even just super smart them? and right, super right.
2: analytical. It's you know, I always joke uh, uh, liberals make the best comics because mm-hmm. you have to understand truth to to be truly funny. Right. But conservatives are always a better audience. Because even if they're not racist, they're willing to judge your racist joke on its own merits. <laughs> you know what I mean? uh, Liberal crowds, are, they got a little bit more of a stick up their ass because uh-huh. oh, yeah. they, they, they really want justice for everybody, even in your material, you know? Mm-hmm. And right. so they're always I'll looking for a reason to be offended. They're always looking for a little bit of a reason to be hurt or offended. So when you got these super smart nerd crowds coming out, atheists, skeptics, you know, well... Your joke about uh, you know Titanic is technically it wasn't in the you know Southern Atlantic; it was in North Atlantic. You know, just, <laughs>
1: right, just right, shut up and right, go right. with the just, joke, uh, pal. <laughs> but the funny thing is, they come to you, and, and I'll have people come to me. and They'll be like, "I just wanted to let you know that that was the funniest thing I've ever seen."
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you know, you can laugh. Right. <laughs> Tell but your I, face. I, I appreciated yeah. it. I, and, uh, I haven't
0: laughed at this hard, and <laughs> yes.
1: exactly, and you get that, and it's like you know. it's funny is years ago. Um, I only did a small handful of sets. Growing up in San Francisco, I did the punchline, but I didn't do Cobbs too many time, times. And like twice, I believe I did cobs. Um And one time after the show, someone said, "Did you know that Stephen Hawking was here?" Oh. and I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Okay, I didn't see him. I don't know if he if he if it was true if he was on during if he was there during my set. Mm-hmm. But the first thing I thought about was. Because then I heard later on that he actually was a regular
2: at some point. I wish I animation. had legs so I could walk out of this show.
1: <laughs> about, I'm writing a bit right now about Stephen Hawking heckling. <laughs> uh, kids, right? <laughs> Your jokes are sucking the air out of this, like they're on the precipice of a black hole. I wonder. I, thought, I literally thought, I wonder if he actually... Just for the sake of it, if he makes any laughter noise. Oh, yeah, right. Like, does he go, ha, 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 or does he just enjoy it to himself? Like, well, do you think I
2: got one for you. I he gives a verbal response <laughs> so that
1: we get, oh, Steven's enjoying the joke.
0: Right. I, you know, Or if he's been going to comedy clubs as much as you said, he's jaded, so he's just going, yeah.
2: oh, that was funny. <laughs> yes, exactly. I see what he did there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Your mama's so fat.
2: Um, it's like two comedians telling jokes. Three bucks, same as in town. Yeah, that is a good one.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's, it's funny like I um, you, but you, you definitely you get that weird you know this weird career. But, but that was the idea so we just started we did that for a year for and me, so where
0: did you go I, I know you kind of touched on this earlier um, where did you take the show before you taped it <clears throat> we just went to theaters conventions clubs <clears throat> yes all of the all above. above the all clubs above.
1: were always like the very first show we did was Laughs in Tucson he used to work there sure. he was my favorite club, one of my favorite clubs like one uh-huh. of my three favorite clubs to work at Gary Bynum who won't book me anymore because he's like, as he says, call me when you're funny again.
0: <laughs> you know, they're
1: preaching about your crap. Call me when you're funny again. I'm like, Gary, I'm funny. Hey, you, you know who you remind me of? Two other non-funny assholes. <laughs> Louis Black and Doug Stanhope getting up there all preaching. I'm like, that's a, you you put me down? Right. Area, that's, that, that's a compliment. I, right, but
2: this
0: yeah. is a win. But, yeah. yeah. But,
2: it's, but he's, anyway, he... I'm always scared when go. he likes my show. Really? <laughs> Fuck.
1: <laughs> Fuck, I'm a hack.
0: Good jokes per minute. <laughs>
2: Fuck, man. That's so but funny.
1: Biden was the first guy to ever headline me. Like, uh-huh. I started emceeing. He's the first guy to also ever emcee me for a week. I sent him a tape. He's like, you're all right. Some funny stuff. Come out and emcee. And I got 150 bucks for a week. And I brought camping equipment so that I could stay. <laughs> and then he, I ended up... Headlining faster than he said, faster than anybody had ever bumped up from MC to headline, mm-hmm. and he used to give me two, three weeks a year. Like I was one of his favorite comics. Um, so when I said, "Hey man, can we come back and do it?" He goes, "You can do an off night." He goes, "You can do a Sunday when we're dark." And he goes, and if he goes, "I'll tell you what, if you get eighty people in here or hundred people in here, I won't charge anything. Under hundred people, you owe me five hundred bucks." Oof. So I said, yeah. "All right." So I got cool. He goes, "Just to let you know, nobody's ever done it."
2: <laughs> so he goes, uh, "What do you go?"
1: What's is this name? guy a villain.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he is. He, he yeah. was twirling his mustache. He had a cape. That was weird. Why do you have a cape in Tucson? Lighting a
1: cigar off a twenty dollar bill.
2: Uh, he, he, uh, <laughs> it's fake. He would never waste real money like that. It's just, these are Xerox bills. I would never burn real money.
1: Nah. <laughs> these are made with my private mint. Uh, but, but he uh, he. Um, he said, he, he said the only guy that's even come close is Joey Medina or something like that <laughs> right. or some kind of thing. And he, anyway, so we go there and so I said, all right, we're going to do our best. So we got good press and it was our very first show of, of the Evolution Comedy Tour. We did it, Sunday night. Packed it. We ended up 170 people in there on a nice. Sunday night. But at 85, he comes over to me and goes, and he was so excited. Remember that? Like yeah, you never yeah. see him. Usually he's, such, he's like such a stoic kind of a dude. And he comes over yeah. and he's like all red in the face and he comes over and he gives me a hug. He goes, 85, buddy. He goes, you know what? It, I'm not even going to charge you. You guys did it. You fucking did it. Uh, and then we ended up doubling that by the time the night was done.
2: Awesome. Yeah. And he was like... Yeah, he's a hard ass, but he really does root for it. He wants us to do well. He wants us all to kick ass, but he's, you know... The thing about Gary, a lot of comics don't like him because he's so direct and very honest. Uh-huh. He, doesn't, he doesn't worry about, you know, your feelings or whatever. Like, I don't think you're funny. Good luck. Mm-hmm. It, it, it took me, it took know, me
1: nine it, emails to get him to tell me that I'm not funny anymore because, because he likes me. He goes, look... I like you, but you keep fucking pressuring me. I go, I go, I know, I know, Gary, because I want the honest opinion. Why aren't you booking me? Right. He's like, because you're not fucking funny anymore. That's why. (laughs) And it was like, you know, this email back and forth, and I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, because I got some complaints. I go, because I went back and I featured after that. He didn't get complaints from that show because that show was all atheists and skeptics. But I went back and I said, I'll feature for you, just to show you I can do this material in a regular club and make it work. Sure. I'll do 30 minutes. And, and it was only my third time back on the stage in six years. And I did a weekend there, and it was good. We had one shitty show that everyone had a shitty show.
0: Right.
2: Um, and that's always the one and, he sees, man. But, oh, of course. And even that, yeah. though. You're only like, as good as your last bad set. That's mm-hmm. it.
1: And even that, though, like, I had a good set. And I didn't do a ton of, like, I have I do skeptic comics. I don't just rip on religion. I did shit about Bigfoot and whatever, different <clears> stuff. And it went well. Like, I had a good set. Was it my best set ever? No, but it was still good. And he's like, I got some complaints i'm like of course right of course you're gonna get a couple a couple complaints and and it's like um i'm like did you even watch it i said so i sent him my special i'm like here's 71 minutes if you can't find 45 minutes in here that you don't think is funny enough to headline like i'll even do some impressions at the end again if you want even though i had written that off i got a bit that i'm working on that's about you know i said i'll I'll even do some impressions at the end make sure it goes and he goes no, you just call me back when you're funny. And it, and it went back and forth. But he, wouldn't, he didn't want to tell me why he wouldn't book me. He was trying to make up an excuse. And I said, I want the answer. I kept fucking needling him. And it's finally hard. Goes, he goes, all right, because I like you and I respect you. And then after all that, he goes, but if you're ever into Arizona, you can still come stay at my house. We're still friends. <laughs> but I ain't fucking booking you.
2: Okay. He, uh, you know, it's interesting because I've, I've seen some of the reactions that bookers get from not, the y- evolution know, of comedy not just no 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 just like just a rejection you know from a book or a booker like I, I saw your tape right you know i've been in the room when booker but this is back in the days when you were mailing vhs cassettes around you know right. these kids are so lucky today just send them like <laughs> man but uh you know you, you watch a you watch a uh you'll be in the office at a, you know xyz club and, mm-hmm. and they're like oh check it. let's do what, let's watch this guy every every comic has been in the room when the right. The booker's like, tell me what you think of this kid. And oh, they right, and, sure. And they'll pop it in, and then they walk out the room, and they come back. And it, it's all dependent on whoever watched that video, whether mm-hmm. or not the person's going to work there. They don't even watch it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, uh, and, and, and it's so frustrating for comics, so they see that side of it. But then every now and then, a booker will watch. that. You know, you'll, There's the Dean Spearhasses out there who give a crap about what kind of comedy you do. And they do watch and they do pay attention to who they book. Mm -hmm. And they'll tell a guy, look, you know, you're not, you know, you just don't bring in enough. You need more jokes per minute or whatever, however they word it. And the comics will just go crazy. Like, fuck you. I'll burn you and kill your children. And, you know, I'm going to come and I'm going to rape your lawn gnome. And it's going to be terrible. (laughs) Yeah. It, well, that guy took it personally. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you leave my oh, lawn gnome out of this. Gnome. Oh, poor Mr. Periwinkle McGillicuddy, or whatever <laughs> those are my wife's lawn, lawn gnomes, <laughs> not mine. Uh, yeah, jokes on him. they're not even mine. i not
1: even my lawn gnome.
0: So you did that for a year. Yeah, we did that for a year. The Evolution of Comedy, and then you taped a special, right? taped
1: a special, and then been doing it that, and then also doing a show recently with um, mixing it up with uh, another comic, Ty Barnett.
0: Okay, uh, sure. And He's uh, fun. Fun. Ty and I had the same manager for a while, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, he's, he's great. He made, he was runner-up last Comic Standing, um, lost to Josh Blue that season. Oh, that season, um, sure. And uh, he's really funny. So we've been doing a show called Divided lately where it's the idea is that, you know, we're the same age. We're good friends. He's black. I'm white. He comes from one background. I come from a different background. We kind of talk about race, religion, politics, parenting from uh-huh. two different perspectives. And at the end, we do a Q&A. Oh, it was kind of fun. Cool. Yeah, so we've been doing that, and um, it's been received really well. We've had a couple sh- shitty shows, but most of our shows have been s- doing really well. Like, uh-huh. You know, selling selling out two three hundred seats, and and um, and trying to build that, and and um, and do something else with that. Yeah, so it's 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 kind of cool because it's 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 still difficult for for me because I don't want to. I really lo- have the comedy bug again, and I'm doing it, and I and I and I. And I but it's it's still hard because I want to do. Well, and I even see it, like, hey, he says, I, I, I'm I, one of these guys that I respond to every every 12-year-old on, on, on yeah. YouTube who goes, yeah, you this him. guy sucks, he's not as good as, you know, Barney, or like, right. fuck, I'm a really kid, how about you suck it? Like, I, I can't, I can't <laughs> yeah. keep, but it's like, I look at the reviews on my, of my you know, Barney actual, doesn't even
2: write his own shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> it's Barney. like,
1: everything is one star or five stars. hmm and I was like really angry at first. I'm like, who the fuck is giving me one star? Fuck these guys. One yeah. star? You shit me. I'm like, how can this guy give me one star? This guy gave me five stars. This doesn't make yeah. any sense. And I'm all pissed. And then one of my friends goes, oh, that's great. That's great. I go, what do you mean it's great? He goes, that means you said something. Mm, yeah. He goes, that means that you you polarized people. Right, he goes, yeah. two and a half stars mean you means you suck. He goes, <laughs> he goes, if you got two and a half stars because that's the average of 21 stars and 25 stars, that's fine. He's like, but if you're getting this totally. Either they hate you or they love you. He's like, yeah. Isn't that what you want? Right. And
2: like, yeah. Not everybody oh, yeah, loved Carlin, man. You know. Yeah, man, yeah. We all lionize him, but you know, fact is, a lot of people. Well, I don't. It's dirty. You don't right. have to be. You don't have to be obscene to be funny.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know what in- bothers me about that is you never hear somebody go, "Oh, I only like dirty."
2: I hope you're. I hope you're right. going. I yeah. hope you're not going
0: clean because right. yeah, yeah, I just don't
2: like. That. It's don't always actually- uptight. Right. I've heard that complaint actually, at, but it's one nighter bar shows. What that they weren't dirty enough? Or yeah, <laughs> no. Seriously, when I, I remember I uh, there was a point way in my career why I to had to dirty it up. It. When I started, I wanted to write very clean. I had uh-huh. I had one swear word. I was real proud that in my opener set, you know, I only swore one time, and uh-huh. it really was because the joke suffered with. I tried it clean. It just didn't needed the word that word. Sure, um, but you know, I really tried to write clean and to to, to you know to be a better writer. And uh, you start. You have to learn to read your crowd. If you go in and it's all a bunch of bikers, you know, and they're there on a Friday night getting drunk, they, they don't they don't want to hear your Disney show. My lovely man.
1: grandma was. Uh,
2: <laughs> oh, well, I don't. You know, unless your Disney show is brilliant, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh,
1: but you know what's funny is I think it was. It might have been Mesquite. It was one of those types of weird big casino that had big shows. Sure. Like because Mesquite would always have like four or five hundred people in that room.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's sad. With Blue hair. Easily six hundred, right? Yeah, it
1: was a big place. Yeah. And, and sometimes it was six hundred people who were dead silent and hated everything I did. Didn't but, want to
2: be there. Didn't but, even want to um, be a mesquite. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, it one. It might we're be just waiting to die. Go ahead. No, it's not personal. <laughs>
1: right. It was definitely one of those places. My, my, Jason Russell and I used to. When we would do a lot of. When we do one-liner nighters, we um, we came up with this thing just for fun, to, for our own boredom. We were joking around one day. we were driving, and we came up with this bit that we did a two-man bit. We thought mm-hmm. it'd be fun. To, at the end of the show, hey, I'm going to bring Jason back up here. And we're going to do this two-man bit. We called it the shit. And it was a couple of different things that we did, and the main one was the shit. And it was this, all it was was us talking about the word shit, mm-hmm. and we never used the word shit to mean fecal matter. Okay, It was everything that shit, all the uses of it. was very Carlin-like. I mean, sure. I, if I look back on it, I'm like, we probably stole this. And so, I mean, We didn't. It was our own thing, but it was very much like, we even talked like, you haven't noticed that shit sometimes sounds like shit. Right. You know, like, we were like, <laughs> whatever. And, but we were doing the thing where it's, you know, we'd back and forth and like, how about this kind of shit? What about that kind of shit? Oh, this guy's smoking some shit. Hey, you want to go get some shit? Like, this whole thing about shit. And then we did this thing where we acted it out. Have you ever thought about what, if they did mean it literally, what this would be? Get your shit out of here. And we right, act right. out taking somebody's shit out and who's going through my shit, you know? And it was really funny. And it was just all this stuff about the, about shit. And we use it for everything other than shit. And then as a matter of fact, at the very end, the last line is, I would, but I got to go take a crap. The only <laughs> time we use it for that was we say crap. It was really funny. Left turn,
0: kill. we call it in the biz. A exactly. left turn. Hey, little bait and switch thing. Stand, it sounds cool, by the way. Stand
1: it was very funny. And it was it would, we would call, we would get standing over Like the first 10 times we did it on, mm. in like triple one-nighters, standing ovations. Right. Right? So we did it in one of these clubs. And the guy was like, afterward, he goes, I told you guys to be clean. I told you you had to be clean. i we're like, we were clean. I didn't do anything dirty. He goes, are you shitting me (laughs) (laughs) i just watched 10 minutes of you guys say shit a thousand times and i go yeah but that was a totally clean bit we didn't say anything about sex or right we don't even actually we're not even talking about shit we're talking about like whose shit is on the floor you know they they go that's not dirty and the guy goes it's the word shit i go oh so is it the words that are the problem the guy goes that's a fucking swear word dude i told you it's a clean crowd and i go oh i thought that clean meant content I didn't right. think that people were still caught up in this day and age about words. I'm sorry. So then the next night, I opened up my show with something like, so I've got my fist in the v- none of this, v- uh, in this vagina of this <laughs> nun. And it's just like I told this ridiculously dirty story that I just kind of made up on the spot. Uh-huh. All clinical word, not one swear word. It was disgusting, and it wasn't funny at all. It wasn't meant to be funny. Sure. I just said this totally- and the crowd looked at me, and I'm like, and I said something else. I'm like, oh, well, well I'm passed it off. And they kind of laughed, and I went on about my act afterward the guy comes up to me like like about to explode <laughs> i said clean well, i go i didn't say one fucking swear word tonight
0: right one and he goes swear. "What is
1: that day? i go vagina's not a bad word he goes you just talked about fisting a nun and i'm like yeah, but it's clean right <laughs> and he was like you my he was so furious but i was like well, what is it dude what, what's right. the deal like are, are you worried about content are you worried about words like i can't i can't be the the judge of what everybody else thinks is gross or dirty or, or you know it's like if I'm up there trying to be shocking to be and one of those guys it's just like I don't say anything with any content or I don't say and, yeah. but it's like if I Richard Pryor had some brilliantly clean jokes but every other word was motherfucker this motherfucker yeah, it's yeah. like to me that's clean because it's like that's just the way he talks <laughs> yeah.
0: I was just going through the same thing because I just got off this military tour and before I went on, I found out somebody had been banned from it for being too dirty. And I don't really the military. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. That's yeah, always it all, funny about depends on the CO. They're, different they're, COs they're are getting different. shot at You right. know, they're watching their friends die in front of their face, but don't say
2: fuck. It's because it's, it's a religious cult, man. Said, Did be, uh, no, I'm serious. The, the military has been taken over by right wing Christian weirdos and, uh, they try to impose it on soldiers, mandatory prayers and, you know, mm-hmm. bullying against non-Christians. Uh, you know, not just atheists, but non Christians. So it's it's weird, man. Save
0: it for the evolution of Comedy yeah, right. tour, Save buddy. It. No, it's I'm just, um, so no, I'm just yeah. But so that's where that,
2: that's the influence. That's where this no, Puritanism comes well,
0: in. It, it, and just knowing from what I know in military, and I don't want to get into a huge discussion here. Is a lot of right wing people do join the military, and right. the right wing is very Christian. Um, now I forgot what I was gonna say. No, you're saying that you, you went yeah, you did to the military tour show, about and they were oh oh, and so I was kind of oh my like oh shit, man. I don't really consider myself dirty, but I also know my mom is gonna be blush a little bit in my hour. You know right. what I mean? Because right, right, she's right. very right wing, very Christian. And, and all that, and so I just I, I'm just gonna do what I do, and I'm just not gonna say fuck. Right. And that was it. I just didn't say fuck. Right. And that was it. And it, it didn't do. Oh, you guys are so nice, and thank God for not getting so dirty. you right. Oh, like I'm yeah. doing the same
1: thing. I just didn't say F- fucking yeah, this it. instead yeah, of just yeah. saying this. So. But I, I always think it's funny. I should. I just just have a. And I talk about
0: sex with my wife and, right. and stuff like that. I mean, like, you know.
1: Well, but, the thing is, like you can ask him, like in my hour or the the 71 minutes I did the special, I did, I only have one. In the entire thing, I have one dick joke. I don't have any sex jokes. I don't have one shit joke. Mm-hmm. I have one dick joke, and that dick joke is 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 not even it's about it's about alternative medicine, and it turns into the male enhancement things. Right. It's, it's just like one line. It's a very funny line, but I try to completely so much that I do realize sometimes I'm I'm being unfunny because I'm I'm not doing anything that mm-hmm. people relate to. So I'm trying to get more back to that. But it's um, yeah, it, it's it's weird to me like that, that that's what. That that's what it, like I actually think it's funny that people who I just was writing a bit about the people who who fake swear always crack me up. Like the people go, Ah, cheese and rice. Right, right. Oh, cheese fr- and Oh, fr- cheese and crackers. frequently frack. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. okay, I'm not sure who it is you think doesn't know what you're saying. If it's because you're religious, I think your Jesus probably knows that when you say Friggin That you just said fuck Like I think you know, I If get, he can create the universe And he gets that you Cheese and crackers Really means Jesus Christ right. I Get it like, It's like
0: wh- Who do you think you're fooling It's he, the same <laughs> intention It's the
2: same meaning Just yeah. different different yeah. letters put together I get exactly. in, I get in more in trouble For profanity Off stage Than I do on stage Because uh, on stage I'm Well you should move out clean. Of your mom's house
1: Yeah exactly Yeah, they Fuck you, know. you mom you, pick- you dead My daughter I picked my daughter up From school one day Like a couple years ago My daughter's 10 now She was probably like 7 or 8 at the time Picked her up at school, and, and we have this rule in my house: there's no such thing as a bad word. Okay, and that's why that's our that's our rule. There's no such thing as a bad word, and and I say now that doesn't mean that there aren't words that people don't think are bad. Uh huh. But I go, but in my house, you're not going to get in trouble for saying a word because it's a f- word; it doesn't mean anything. And then you know, and there's obviously caveats to that. We're like, yeah, you know, there are certain racial words that are only meant to hurt, and and I wouldn't say the word is bad because the it's just letters. But, but the meaning is there's there's no positive meaning for those words ever. Right. Where there are other words that that people consider bad words that there are positive meanings for. Sure. So the but but the point is the words like, itself like don't have any audit. power that you don't give them the power. That's the whole point. So don't give any power doesn't mean anything. Right. And she's like, okay, she's the most respectful kid. All her all the parents and other kids are like, wow, your daughter's so respectful and so polite and so well spoken. And I'm like, oh, really? Because she curses like a sailor at home. But no, uh, <laughs> but she's she. You know, if, if she hears something and she goes, Oh, that's so funny. What why did he say fuck that guy on the thing? And I go, Oh, she doesn't have to feel weird about it. I go, Oh, he said it because yada yada. So anyway, one day she gets I pick her up from school, she goes, Dad, is uh is crap a bad word? Mm. she goes, I know there's no such thing as bad words. She goes, but do people think that crap is a bad word? And I go, I don't I don't think so. Why? She goes, Well, There's a debate at my school today about whether or not crap's a bad word. Someone said crap and then somebody said, oh, that's a bad word. And and, and I realized that half the people at my school think crap is a bad word. Mm -hmm. Half the people don't. She goes, here's what I don't get. Nobody thinks poop is a bad word. (laughs) Half the people think crap is a bad word. All of the people think shit is a bad word. She goes, and they all mean the exact same shit.
2: They're exact (laughs) words. And
1: I go yeah that's some pretty stupid shit huh that's some really stupid shit and i go this tells you where their mind is i don't i don't get it i go you and me alike i don't get it either like they mean that she because she's like wait they're the same thing and there's three words and it's this varying degree of what's bad and what's not bad and she's like i don't get it it's the same thing we're talking about excrement right sure yeah we are okay like i mean she didn't eight-year-old's like i don't get it what's the problem You know, Mm -hmm. I I think I I do find that I still to this day find that funny. It's like, yeah, what? It's words, dude.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't understand why. And sorry, we have to wrap up on this, but I understand why words evolve and change. I actually got into a Twitter discussion with Dave Anthony, comedian Dave Anthony. I don't know if you know, he's a San Francisco guy. You know (laughs) him. Uh, cause I, I tweeted something like you're literally using the word little, literally wrong. Right. And, uh, he's like, oh, well, you know, you get into this whole semantic change and, and, and how t- words change over time. This huge fucking discussion. I'm like, <laughs> okay, why can words change and become negative or even positive, but fuck shit, bitch, c- they're all, they're all staying yeah. the same. They <clears throat> all mean the same thing. Why can't, cause I think I don't use fuck as what fuck. Met in 1955, right? Yeah. You know uh, anymore. So why can't those words change? Right. But every other word can change. It's a huge discussion I get with my father all the time. But that, yeah, that's. But that's it though. Why? Why? And and yeah, and I, that drives me nuts. though where it's like,
1: I get it. Words do change and things. There's some massaging of. But with the literally thing, it can't mean the exact opposite. There's actually one one or two dictionaries actually has literally a new slang version of literally meaning figuratively. <laughs> literally It says I, literally what, Slang was... for figuratively I'm like no It can't mean the
0: opposite Of what it means You're like, reliving is, mine And Dave's argument You're yeah, like yeah. mean, No
2: it doesn't but We don't, we don't yeah. get, well, As individuals We don't get to decide What language becomes It's a collective decision. It's a collective thing Yeah Yeah
0: Hey, man, listen, I'm re- I am really wanted to talk to you guys about the, I mean, the, the road stories are fun and awesome, and, I, and that's what the show's about, but I really wanted to talk to you about that atheism thing, so I, I thank was you guys for coming in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, sure, sure. It was, it was, it was. It was good, and I'd love to have you guys come back and talk more, because
2: absolutely, yeah, I yeah. see six things on that list. Plus a <clears throat> list in my well, pocket. That plus a list yeah. in your pocket. Uh, yeah, and I've got a lot of good road stories. Again, I, I make very poor decisions. And that's <laughs> well, the that's, best way to have good stories. Well, you're hanging out it's, with Ian. So. Anytime your brain says, maybe this isn't a good idea, tell your brain to shut the fuck up <laughs> you and want go get to some stories. Me. Yes.
0: Well, I'm definitely going to have you guys back on. That's for sure. Uh, and where can we find you, Maurice?
2: Uh, you can find me on the Twitter. Okay. At, uh, just look up Maurice Northup, N-O-R-T-H-U-P. My uh, Twitter handle is at guy fake name F-A-Q-U-E-N-A-I-M. So, so, could, could you make it's too that, complicated can you just, make that
0: harder no.
2: way FAQ I, mean? I, I'm, I'm approaching show business by trying not to have fans that's <laughs> it it's been paying off wonderfully
1: <laughs> a very 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 tight niche I'm, I'm not even comfortable
2: <laughs> telling people my name so if you just find me out there just throw
0: an underscore in there Maurice really Northup yeah you'll right, find Maurice me.
2: Northup that's great
0: website anything any gigs coming up this is going up tonight. Uh,
2: yeah I'll be in I'll be going to Tucson actually next month laughs uh, uh, yeah laughs great I'll be laughs and then uh, I just you know a little one minor I just do a lot of here in LA, I get drunk and tell comedians to kill themselves. Okay, good. <laughs> Trying to get them to quit, but no, they won't you. do it.
1: They
0: won't do it. And Ian, how about
2: yourself?
1: Uh, I am, well, first off, if anybody wants to watch my special, yes. it's on Hulu, iTunes, anywhere where you can VOD right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's video on demand. It's video on demand, yes. Uh, it's called Critical and Thinking. Um, see, has a little play on words there. Oh, this guy? I what uh, you did there. So go ahead and, and either hate it or love it. <laughs> 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 and, um, yeah, and everything for me. Follow me Twitter. I don't tweet a ton on Twitter, Facebook. It's all at Comediocre. Comediocre? Comediocre, yes. Love like it. mediocre with a comedy in front of yeah,
2: He's got the it. smart uh, Twitter handle. I've got that. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs>
0: all right, so um, before we get out of here, and, and, and I'm putting you on the spot here, but you used to do a lot of impressions. Yes. And as I was talking to Tim Lee. Yeah, I know
1: you Tim. You know Tim? Tim? Oh, of
0: course. We, yeah. we were into surfing and trestles the other day, and your name came mm-hmm. up, and he's, he's, he said you're one of the best impressionists he's ever seen before. And, uh, so nice what, dinner. what, I know you don't do a lot of impressions, but what was your impression? What, what would you think you were known for? Or what was your favorite impression?
1: Okay. Well, I will say this and no one still has refuted this. And I've said this on, on, uh, what's the, the longest running potty, pot, uh, comedy podcast. What's it called? What's Ooh, so Wha- funny up in Vancouver. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, I even said this on here and he goes, no one's to this day, no one's refuted it. I believe I'm the first guy to ever do Christopher Walken on stage. Really, I did Christopher Walken on stage in 1992, my second time ever on stage. Wow! And you
0: know, Kevin Pollak lives right over there.
2: We can bring him over, and you guys can <clears throat> fight it about it.
1: Ke- I saw, I saw, and I don't know if you talking about me, but I saw Kevin Pollock.
2: Yeah, on my first talk my show. first walk was in the 90s, 95, s- 94, 95.
1: Yeah, and, and even even um, Jay Moore did it on mm. the first guy I know that really did it publicly was Jay Moore on Saturday, Saturday Night Live. Life, that yeah. was 95, 96. Okay, um and pollock did it way after that and he said and and i don't remember what this is on exactly what he said and i thought he might have been talking about me because his home club was rooster t feathers which is one of my home clubs. sure and he had said on some talk show somebody said oh so you do impressions you do you're known for captain kirk and these other ones are you doing any new ones and this is like late 90s early 2000s he goes i see a lot of a lot of people doing the some new some cool ones now and he said something something about i saw a kid i saw a guy at you know, back home, I saw a guy doing a, a really cool one, a Christopher Walk, and I'm like, that's a cool And then all of a sudden, he went into his walking thing. Right, right. And I'm like, I wonder if that was me huh. that he saw at Roosters doing walking. I don't sure. know if was not, but because um, he said something about yeah, you. Yeah, now everybody, it's like, hi. I, now it's like the Jack Nicholson. It pisses me off yeah, yeah. because
2: I used to do it when nobody was doing it. And I did mine on accident. I was doing, I did this thing where I do The Devil as a stand up comic, and uh-huh. I conceived him as kind of a beatnik, man. So I was doing the devil as a stand, but then it turned into Walken. Right, so it was like, man, you sound like Walken. And I, and I just nailed it. And so I did the devil as you know, Christopher Walken as the devil, and it lended to the bit so sure. perfectly. Right, and, but now I do it because everybody started yeah, doing I, Walken. I as everybody I looks like, oh, that's so sad. Look at that old man. <laughs> I,
1: I used to, I'll throw him in, uh, in. Now I don't give a fuck. Now, but I, I started doing it. Same thing, accent. I used to do this improv thing where I'd say, give me, give me a situation, give me your favorite movie. Uh huh. And somebody said like true romance, or I might have even gone in there with the idea that I was already going to do true romance because uh-huh. I was trying to work on a Dennis Hopper impression. Okay. And every time I do Dennis Hopper, it kept sounding like Robert De Niro. So I was really trying to do Dennis Hopper. And so I'm like, I'm going to do Dennis Hopper. So I'm going to do true romance, the Dennis Hopper scene, you know, you're an eggplant, you know, that, that whole scene. And so I said, give me a, a, a vocation or something and someone said, or a, a situation. Someone said, I said, give me a volatile situation. Someone said the, the post office. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, so I did that scene with Walken and I didn't even remember, no know, Walken's name. I'm just like, oh, that guy who's always in Annie Hall, I was in Annie right, Hall right. and the character guy, deer hunter. So I did the scene as them in the post office, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you mailed the mail, whatever, you know, and improved improv did. And Afterward, people come up and they're like, man, that Christopher Walken was amazing. And I was like, who? <laughs>
0: oh, yeah,
1: the other guy in that right, scene. Right, right, right. Um, and then all of a sudden I, then Pulp Fiction came out and it was like and then he had the scene with the watch so I started doing the you know the, I started oh, spoofing right. yeah, yeah. this watch you know that thing I started spoofing that because it was a very popular scene but nowadays when I
0: do I try when I do impressions I try to do weird obscure ones yeah that's the other thing people say about you is you're not the nickels You're not yeah, the yeah. typical impression guy. Like I remember you doing Spader, James Spader. Spader and- still
1: gets nothing. Oh really? Yeah, oh man, we did, love it in the do back do of Malkovich. the room. <laughs> of the, one, the one I've been killing it with lately. I just did Man Cow. I was on the Man Cow show in oh, Chicago. Oh sure, Chicago. And I did. I did. We did prank calls. I did a whole bunch of prank calls, and we did all these bumpers as Jason Statham. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> oh yeah, he's fun. And I always do that one because it's like. Uh, like, I call up this guy, this, uh, they're next door. They do, they're very stern. Like, I did this guy next door, I care, apparently he's really like this. He's crazy. This guy's haircutter in, in the mall. They're in a mall there at Mangow. And next door to this guy who they always mess with, he's a haircutter and whatever his name Bob. I don't know. It's Bob's, you know, salon or whatever. And it's a big, busy place. And I called up and I'm like, hey, hello, it's Jason Statham. I'm in town uh, promoting um, uh, Fast and the Furious Seven. And uh, my friend Paul Walker said I should come in and. To shave, I left me razor at home. And the guy's like,
0: "Who's this?"
2: Immediately, <laughs> like, like a uh, like men's bar. Again, yeah, yeah, yeah. is
1: there a Mike on here? There's like the nobody by that name. And, and he goes, "I'm like, it's Jason Statham." And he goes, "I don't know you," or something like that. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he goes, "I don't know who, you." Who told you to come in here? I go, Paul Walker. And he goes, "Paul Walker's dead." I go, <laughs> "Yeah, no. Thanks for reminding me." And he goes. What are you doing? Why, why don't you come here? I'll kick your ass. And he immediately goes from there. And then at one point, at one point, I was like, I had set up an appointment to come in at noon. And then I'm like, all right, so I've got an appointment for a shave at noon. And you've got an appointment for an ass kicking at ten. <laughs> <laughs> and goes, you come over here. And come. And he was hilarious. I'm like, I wonder if he even actually knew. Like, he was just awesome. hilarious. The guy went off like nothing just out of nowhere. Oh,
0: that's great. That's awesome. Uh, thank you guys. I want to thank you guys for coming uh, over today, and it worked out great that you're in Culver City. So that Absolutely. worked out. That worked out yeah. great. Uh, just a couple quick announcements. Uh, hey, thanks to everybody who came out to the Irvine Improv the other night. Uh, Jen Murphy and I co-headlined it. We had a really good. Have you guys been in the new Irvine Improv since? No, a I minute? haven't been yet. 500 There's seats, dude. Nice, huh? Huge. But we had we had a little over 200 people show up so that was i can't wait to disappoint
2: some people in that crowd
0: so thank you guys for coming out um i'll be in vegas in june for a week at the improv and then comics on safari is finally coming to san diego i know i've been talking about this for two years we've had to cancel a bunch of gigs down there la jolla comedy store may twenty eighth, thursday night that's going to be sponsored by quicksilver i think so it's me Monty Franklin, Australian guy, you know mm-hmm. him? Yeah. Graham no, 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 no. Elwood, uh, Tim Lee. Okay. And who's the fifth? Joseph. Joseph. So it's going to be a great show. I'm really stoked for that. Um, I'll be putting up links for ticket specials and all that. And then we're also doing Brea uh, in a couple weeks, and Ventura in a couple of weeks. And then, of course, uh, my CD officially is released May 1st. Rusty Cal, you can get it on iTunes. If you want a signed personalized copy, Hit me up at uh, murrayvaleriano You can get it right there. Um, it's fifty-eight millions of fifty-eight minutes of fun. Um, and it'll change
2: uh, your life. It'll kill you what ails you.
0: According to Andrew Norelli, Ian Harris surfs. Is I've been that surfing true? Since I was tiny. Well, then we I grew up get, in
1: Santa Cruz. We got to get oh, nice. I used to surf. I was sponsored to surf when I was in high school. Oh, you were yes,
0: awesome. I, I was uh, not if, that good, but where'd you surf? Steamers? No, I'm on the I'm an East sider. Okay. I, the funny
1: thing is, I actually lived on on the West Side. Um, I lived about two blocks from the lane. Uh huh. But I surfed on the East Side. The Hook and the Point are where I. Surfed.
0: Okay, because it's very it's divided. You, you surf east West side, side, you surf a uh, certain yeah. place. East Side, you surf. Yeah, even
1: I grew up surfing on the East Side. So when I moved to the West Side, there like- I still all my friends would come over and they'd surf the west side and I would drive all the way to the east side (laughs) because I'm like, I'm an east sider, man. I don't surf the west side. (laughs) That's great. So so. now,
2: if you see like a west side surfer, you guys like snap and dance against each other. Yeah, sometimes. Do little sharks and jets. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Stuff like that. Well, then, you have to do my comics on safari show, man. That'd be awesome. I'd love to have you on.
2: Uh, I tried surfing once. I ate a lot of sand. Doesn't right, count. Do do you're supposed, you're
0: supposed
1: to be in the water.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. I I spent all my. I, I was a lot heavier than too. I spent all my time just trying to stay out there. Like this is hard. <laughs> this is really hard. And
0: also, Tim Lee and I have been hitting trestles on Sunday evenings. Oh, if you want nice. to come down, it's oh, it's emptied. And then you know he's got a baby now, so we let the wives know ahead of time so you okay. can join us on that. Absolutely. Um, I think that's everything, guys. If you uh if you haven't left a, a review on, believe it or not, I've been doing this show for probably eight years now. Uh, reviews still on iTunes are very important. So if you haven't uh, written a review, uh, please do so, and I really appreciate the, the ones who did that. Uh, let your friends know. Tweet about us. Uh, shirts are uh, at Estoy Merchandising. I'm or else so I'd give you guys a couple to, to go home with, but I'll catch you next time, I promise. Yeah. And uh, that's it. Come check these guys out when they come to your town. They're very funny. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you for having us. You want to know about life on the it's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers, waving guns. And fees, fights, candle flights, running with the runs.
1: Gen. Blacklists, bounce checks, great, a bachelorette. <laughs> Drones in the front, making out for your set. Gen. And middle acts doing blow more, missing merch. And drive the rental car past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and
2: order marathon.